that show yeah i was just thinking today i mean it's a show that just keeps on giving you know there are parts of it where like i i don't even remember and then you see it again or you see some meme about it and you're just like oh yeah like i totally forgot about that oh yeah i mean it was insane like the people on there were so (laughs) unreal that it was it was almost hard to watch because it was just showing that there is really people out there that are like that yeah unreal i think unreal is a good way to put it for sure it's like these are people that you uh, that like the vast majority of people will never meet like you'll never meet anyone yeah, exactly like that. yeah unless you're like from those areas where those people were from right. otherwise you're never gonna meet them yeah yeah but what was <laughs> that that was like always interesting when they had crowds of people and i'm like Oh yeah, I guess there are just yeah. parts of the country where that's a thing. Like when they had the playpens with the baby cubs, uh-huh. and there's just a ton of people just handling the cubs. Yeah. I was like that's that's a real thing. Like I would have never imagined that. But that part actually, I, I have to be honest, it, it sounds fun. Like the the cubs are so cute. Like when they had, mm-hmm. they were in the circle, like they were all lying down, and um, the cubs were just running around, like in between them, and people were reaching out and like petting the cubs. That was cute. I, I can definitely see the appeal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can see the appeal, even though I'm always like animal rights and I'm vegan and all of that stuff, but I can still see the appeal of wanting to pet a baby tiger. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're just more wild cats. It's like mm-hmm. they're, it, it combines like the, the domestic cat with, um, this, this kind of like you, you shouldn't be doing this, this kind of taboo thing. I feel like so wild cats, I, I can definitely see why people like them. I mean, I could, I can see the exhilarating part behind it too. I mean, especially being in a cage with a cat that's basically is way bigger than you. Yeah. I don't know. It's still terrifying though, because imagine if it just snapped and just decided to eat you. Well, right, right. I mean, they say that they say that like they're they're uh, even though they're in captivity, they're not domesticated. You know, they no. they still have um you know they don't see humans as as like. Uh, I don't know what the criteria for domestication is, but like owners or, or, you know, they don't see themselves kind of relying on humans so much as like dogs or, or cats. Yeah. That's what I'm curious. Like, I wonder if people can actually domesticate a wolf or something that's more of a canine Hmm. like family. Yeah. That's a good question. I just don't think wild animals should be domesticated at all. Yeah, probably not. Like, probably not. <laughs> There's a reason that people don't casually have them as pets. Yeah, exactly. Like, we've been around for for so long, and uh, there's a reason that the, the animals that we do raise are the animals that we do raise. Like, exactly. Like a cow, like a dairy cow. I mean, what what's a dairy cow going to do to us? There's no, <laughs> there are no sharp Just teeth. Just fall over on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like at worst, it, it falls over. Well, it. Ugh. I guess we should say that we're talking about the Tiger King, in case it wasn't clear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that crazy Netflix show that everyone's talking about. That that is the agenda for today is. is to talk about <laughs> literally the number one show yeah. in the world right now. It has fully captivated everyone who's stuck at home. There there's still people that haven't watched it. Which and I can't believe. No. It's everywhere. And some people are like, oh, I only watched one or two episodes and it was really boring. And it was like, did you give it a chance? Because episode three is when it took a wild turn. <laughs> Hello? Hey, what's up? Have you heard about that show, The Tiger King? Oh, yeah. It's very viral. 
Well, I will say that I, I did feel, um, I, I did question why I was watching it. Even, even oh, like the first yeah. half of the show, <laughs> I like every time something crazy happened and, and, uh, I, I was just like, this is not the type of show I normally watch. I don't know why I'm watching this. Um, but then you can't take your eyes away. I'm watching this. Yeah. (laughs) No, but you can't, you can't turn away. Like you, you just have to know you, you want to know what happens. And I guess that's, that's the appeal. It's, it's a roller coaster for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In future Uh, intros, we're not going to play music. We're just going (laughs) to, we're just going to start doing a, uh, acapella rendition <laughs> avoiding all copyright possible. yeah exactly <laughs> right right <Gosh. laughs> uh, yeah so our topic this week is tiger king um, there's definitely gonna be a lot of spoilers so As if usual. you haven't watched tiger king then maybe listen with one ear open and the other ear closed (laughs) well if you haven't watched tiger king number one is go watch tiger king you know we we don't have any interest we don't have any you know uh monetary uh interest in it we don't have any stake in the game i guess i wish i did i wish i i wish Uh, i knew them (laughs) yeah and i wish that this was my show because it's incredible but um no definitely go watch that it's uh it's the craziest uh, most redneck show that you'll see probably in your lifetime um, but at the same time one of the most addictive and the fact that it's a docuseries like <laughs> yeah and and the fact that it's they... almost unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> and and that it was filmed over so many years oh my god they had footage that was like almost what 15 20 years old yeah like it was insane yeah when it first came on so you know they had like those cut scenes where it went to joe in prison and i was like where is this in the timeline how how is he out talking and then how is he in prison talking um and it like i didn't catch on until maybe maybe like the second episode or something that it jumped around a lot and his uh it was recorded like over i don't know how many years like you said 10 15 years i mean probably at least five or six years right yeah it was a long time insane because i mean it i mean for the most part it brought you up to modern time so when joe was in prison that was 2019 oh and yeah it was crazy how much they were able to cover within the span of i think a majority of it took place in 2015 2016 that sounds about was when sounds about all right. of the like drama started. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember when he first. So I mean, it kind of goes into his background, and and it talks about like how he got into owning tigers, and um, mm-hmm. I guess he had a magic show at one time, and one of his <laughs> big big acts was like a tiger was like jumped out on stage or something. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he had a pizza shop on <laughs> at his zoo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, he was a mess. He was a mess in the best way possible. Like, the only way I could reasonably describe him is he was the straightest redneck gay guy I have ever witnessed. (laughs) Like, ever. (laughs) I don't even know how that makes sense, saying that he's the straightest redneck gay guy. But he he was extremely gay, like, full-blown, but... 
was so redneck that he almost seemed straight. It was very confusing watching it. I mean, yeah, I, like I think it says something about redneck culture where you don't like I don't I don't know if ever if I've ever associated redneck with gay. Like I've, those two terms no, have never I've been never in the have. same sentence for me. Um, and I mean, I think that's maybe a stereotype of redneck culture is just this like you know real country, um, real like I don't know like their culture and their values are just so so vastly different from like everyone else yeah i don't know it's hard yeah, to talk about redneck backwards yeah almost. hard to talk about redneck stereotypes without being controversial yeah and without being like redneck yourself yeah <laughs> it's like i don't really know how to talk about it uh, <laughs> i don't even know where to begin with this show because it there was so much that happened in every episode at the end of it, I had this gasp expression on my face because I was so confused as to what just happened. <laughs> because every episode was such an emotional roller coaster that it was, I, I don't know, it was a mind game, honestly. It totally was. That's how it felt watching it. It totally was. I mean, I, I thought that the, um, it, it, like, I was trying to watch this other documentary afterwards, and I just felt like this, like, I felt like the tiger king they did so well progression wise you know beyond like mm -hmm. just the cliffhangers like they um you felt you know you you they'd go through one aspect of the story and then they'd jump around the next episode and, and they'd kind of cover the same stuff but it was so well done that um even though kind of different episodes were distinct in the way they they like talked about different aspects of the story like they all tied together mm -hmm. and it just made yeah. you want to go back and and um you know, either rewatch what happened the previous episode to just kind of remember or to watch the next episode to see what happened. Yeah, it was it was really well done. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, that was a really, really well done docuseries. Yeah. Yeah. Although at the beginning, when they first introduced that filmmaker, you know, the, here's this guy that like sitting at a bar. He's got a pack of cigarettes on the counter. He's got a drink. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I, I was like, I, I don't know, if I, I don't know what this guy's about. <laughs> Seems real sketchy. He literally, <laughs> he looked like he had smoked probably for a solid sixty years of his life. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It looked like he might not even have been sixty years old, but he looked like he'd been smoking for that long. Right, right. Um, he reminded me of uh, of old, like an old detective show where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it like I don't know, just like dark lighting, just sitting there with a, with a cigarette in his mouth, kind of talking about a story or interviewing someone. Yeah, no, that yeah. That, that was it's a good like way. Very, like back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just. I don't know, all the people in that show, the fact that they were real people, I still can't believe, like, I can't believe that these are real people <laughs> out there. Like, this is really their life. Yeah. Well, I think we can, you know, when, when, we, when, we, when you think of, like, the beginning of the show, and the first episode is kind of introducing everyone to these characters, and they talk mm -hmm. about the different zoos, um... There's uh, Joe Exotic or Joe, was it Schreibvogel or Schreib, something like that was his was his real last name. But Joe Exotic is eventually the name he picked up. And then um, Carol Baskin and and then the. Um... <laughs> oh, Carol. Oh, Carol. And we're going to get into her. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the guy from South Carolina that uh, I'm forgetting the name right now, but 
at, at first, like, it seemed, I know you knew something crazy was going to happen because they hinted at it, but it seemed innocuous enough where yeah. it was, uh, um, and they even talked about tiger conservation and the, um, the reason that they initially wanted to have these zoos was to, uh, raise more tigers since they're endangered in the wild and pe raise people's awareness that tigers are great animals and we shouldn't poach and we shouldn't um, kill for sport and so what I think it started off with with the right intention and then yeah I think it, it definitely like the people that have these zoos they start them out with proper intentions of saving animals but it definitely did not turn into that it became a money grab <laughs> well they say money money and power corrupts right and i feel yeah. like that's a <laughs> nowhere else is that truer than with uh with the gw zoo that joe exotic was was running where uh... mm -hmm. and even big cat rescue i know there's gonna be some people that still think that <laughs> <laughs> she's doing the right thing but i don't know it, the all of them left a bad taste in my mouth honestly yeah yeah there's no way really i mean so much happened right so i i think there's no way at the end to really um you know think that any of them were in it for the tigers anymore mm -hmm. um they like at all at all no it, it it may have started off as as a conservation effort but by the end they were all just money hungry and um they were all trying to get more people to come to their zoo than their competitors zoo. I think the only one that wasn't, in my opinion, awful was the drug cartel guy. The drug cartel guy. Yeah, he, I forget his name, but he was part of the mafia, and he was who Scarface was based about. Oh, the one that wouldn't let anyone in his compound. Yeah, so he had like his own private compound, and so like already it was like okay, this is kind of sketchy. Right. Like there's armed guards outside. <laughs> right. But then once like. <laughs> Once they actually got inside, it was like, oh, like, okay, this actually kind of makes sense. Like, the animals all look well taken care of. Mm -hmm. It was honestly kind of weird because, like, you could tell, like, I don't think it was necessarily just a zoo. It was like, it was just his little sanctuary for the animals. Right, right. Well, that, that's, that part I didn't fully understand. I mean, maybe, like, I see what you're saying because it, because it was his own private collection and it wasn't driven by other people coming to see the animals yeah right so so it wasn't um it wasn't like a pure money grab because in the part that like <laughs> i still think it was probably the most standout part of the whole series was his wife uh <laughs> she took care of monkeys um and she had a whole wardrobe for the monkeys like <laughs> clothes wise from every holiday imaginable to different seasons like she <laughs> it was a full length wall of just baby clothes for monkeys that kind of shows that okay she actually did like <laughs> care about them like it was a little insane but but, but how does that compare like, to carol baskin's uh tiger printed uh wardrobe oh my god carol baskin uh she she was an interesting one she was weird. I'm not gonna lie. She was very weird. Like, but but when like again, you know, when I first saw her, yeah, she had a whole wardrobe of tiger prints. But she was saying she was going in, talking in front of Congress, and um, 
she was actually trying to pass laws that prevented the ownership of big cats. So mm-hmm. uh, to be to be honest, okay, so a little bit, bit bit of background. So when you guys started watching it, I hadn't watched it at all. And I think you were like three episodes in maybe or four episodes in. Um, okay. You had been watching it with Deborah, and I, and I hadn't seen it yet. So then I remember Deborah told me about this lady, and he said, and she said that um, the craziest of all of them is the lady. And so at that point, oh, I didn't know who Carol Baskin was, and I didn't know if there was going to be another lady, or if this was like the only lady that was going to be on the show. So when it first opened, and the show started talking about Carol, at that point. I still thought that she was okay. Like I thought that she was actually some kind of um, like a PETA member and, and, you know, like trying to take down Joe exotic. All, uh, all you saw was the, Hey, you cool. Cats yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All I saw was the innocent uh, opening to her, <laughs> to all her videos. <laughs> and her riding around on a bike with her fucking floral like crown. Oh, <laughs> Right. Wasn't there wasn't there a scene where uh where she had her husband on a leash or something? Like they showed a photo of it and I I don't know if they showed it in the documentary. Like I really don't remember, but it definitely it surfaced. It's all over the internet. Yeah, yeah. Of, like he was dressed up like a tiger and she, it was on their wedding, I think. Yeah, it was. She was wearing a yep. wedding dress yep. and he was like on a leash. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> so anyway so you saw the development of you thought you were like oh like she's not that crazy i don't understand what they're talking about yeah exactly so i i initially thought like yeah that she was going to be the good guy because every show needs like the good like it needs conflict and i i felt like it needed this good person versus bad person and so initially Mm -hmm. i thought joe exotic was for sure going to end up being the bad guy and she was the one that was going to try and save all the cats, right? And I think the show presented it that way. She called herself, you know, Big Cat Rescue, right? And so they kept saying Big Cat Rescue, Big Cat Rescue. And I was like, oh, that's a nice yeah. name. You know, you're saving big cats. But then slowly as the show went on and um, Joe started talking about how she, uh, the cages that she kept were even smaller than his, um, how she was mistreating them, Um at that point, I think I finally started catching on, but that was probably like the second or third episode that it clicked in my head that, oh, Carol's the one that <laughs> is actually crazy. Yeah, like honestly, like out of that entire series, I don't think there was any person that was actually like good. <laughs> right. Like I think they were all different types of like evil. Yeah, they were all, as far they were all drawn to each other over this one cause. Which was tigers. Which was which is tigers and lions and ligers. Yeah. And ligers. <laughs> ligers, right. And uh I think was it Joe that bred the first ever like lie tiger or something? Yeah, so he he bred the first uh they call it a T three, but tie lie liger. Uh so this was so this was a tiger, a lion and a tiger? Yeah, so so this was actually this came from an article um from the New Yorker. Uh and it was honestly it was the best passage of the article so so it said that joe when he first started when he first opened a zoo he bred the first liger i don't know if it's the first but he put a lion and a tiger together in the wild it doesn't happen but in captivity Mm -hmm. a lion and a tiger can breed so they had a cub and that was a liger and then 
he thought, let's put this lion-tiger um, hybrid with another lion. And then they bred. So the liger and a lion bred, creating a lie-liger. Uh, and then that lie-liger, he then stuck with uh, uh, tiger. And oh my that bred a uh, tie-lie-liger. And then so what, so what this article was saying is, um, due to some quirk in the genetics, uh, when lions and tigers breed and then like the you know t when you have t2s and t3s like some of them end up really large like way more massive than even just tigers and lions by themselves i think it said one of them was like a thousand pounds or something like that so oh my God. yeah which is which is like a enormous animal right and um and then so of course like seeing the size apparently joe exotic thought that by continuing to crossbreed these animals he could eventually arrive at a prehistoric saber-toothed tiger oh my gosh <laughs> of course like you know the article makes oh sure to point God. out that every every um scientist or uh, biologist or uh, any uh says that's completely ludicrous and impossible mm -hmm. but uh but just, he was determined it, he was <laughs> determined and just the just it shows his way of thinking i feel like just that simple thought <laughs> where he thought by continually <laughs> crossbreeding he could uh create a prehistoric animal um that he would get a saber tooth <laughs> yeah for sure i mean that would have made him millions of dollars but uh, no no way it, it's impossible oh my gosh yeah his mindset was definitely unique in its own way yeah yeah i just uh, all of the people on that show in their own little worlds because then there was the guy um doc antle oh yeah that was his name yep and when they when they introduced him because uh, he referred to himself as a doctor <laughs> and they uh like the netflix producers whoever was editing the show put quotations around doc to make it clear that like we don't know if he's not an actual doctor right right right, right. <laughs> and he in my opinion like that's a little cult that he's running at his place <laughs> uh he has multiple wives mm -hmm. uh, they all work for free mm -hmm. and 12 to 16 hour days seven days a week yep no time off all for the chance to play and work with tigers and lions that's, is that's how the, how they put reason. it right like you would suffer through all these other conditions just for the opportunity to work with big cats. But you're totally right. It's it's cultish. I mean, I I can't. It it boggles my mind. Like as much as I see the draw of big cats, um, I don't think for me I'll ever truly understand cults and like cult belief. And in this case, like, they were kind of blindly following him. Yeah, because, I mean, it was definitely a cult-like structure mm -hmm. in the sense of he was the leader and everyone else was basically just, they were the followers. Yeah. I mean, they did what, whatever he wanted. Right. And he, like, I think that was another issue about the show, like, while watching it, was... All of, like, at least Joe and him, like, they were, like, in my opinion, creepy because they were essentially grooming people, like, grooming young people. Mm -hmm. Because he, 
was seducing like 18 and 19 year olds and he was already in like his 30s and then joe was doing the same thing i mean joe had two husbands we didn't even touch on that yeah (laughs) and his two husbands that he had were actually straight uh (laughs) yeah yeah that's true um he actually well i guess uh the in the show he had the two husbands that he married in in the ceremony that they they caught on camera you know and and just as (laughs) an aside (laughs) yeah and just as an aside i think we have to thank honestly joe for uh at the show at one point it said that he just liked filming everything and i'm sure we have Mm -hmm. way more footage of him because he filmed everything than um had he not so so as an aside, thank you for for providing us with the content, Joe. Um, but oh, absolutely. But yeah, like I, mean, I so much footage, so much footage, yeah, so much archival footage. Um, but yeah, I think, I and I think the the article I, I was reading also mentioned that there were other guys as well, and he he had a thing for um, straight men. It seemed like, um, but you know, he he like offered them something. So Travis, I think he offered him drugs. He gave him as much weed as he wanted, gave him meth. And meth. Um, and that's what, that's what kept him around, yeah. And same with um, his other, like his first husband, I forget his name. Was it John? I think so, John, yeah. John, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it was John. But like he stayed around, obviously, because like he was getting free stuff and then he was getting meth. Yeah. Uh, like it was it was a crazy crazy story yeah honestly. yeah i was just gonna say quickly so doc Annell was like um he only wanted virgin girls or he wanted girls that yeah. were yeah like pure like it like it's it's weird it it made me uncomfortable watching it mm-hmm. and then travis who was one of joe's husbands uh which i was kind of surprised that they showed the footage like obviously they didn't show the footage of him like he committed suicide they didn't show the footage of him directly shooting himself Mm -hmm. but i mean you could see it yeah (laughs) like there the security camera like you can see the flash of the gun and then the other guy's like reaction Mm -hmm. and that was kind of a like what the fuck moment (laughs) of what just happened yeah definitely definitely because that guy the the guy who um i'm terrible with names but he was he was joe's campaign manager and (laughs) that's a whole separate thing right so like (laughs) ex walmart manager to joe exotics campaign manager (laughs) yeah yeah uh the fact that joe even uh thought to run for public office he was a he was what was he a presidential candidate at one point then he was like a gubernatorial candidate or um, yeah, it was uh, first he <laughs> one, he ran as independent for president, but then he changed his story. He was like, well, I don't want to wait another four years to get into office. So then he decided to run for, I think it was governor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And then, of course, like uh, this this uh, this ex-Walmart employee that becomes his campaign manager was like, this is the dream job. And then yeah. I, I remember seeing him and I kind of wondered, like, this guy's not that interesting when he talks. I, I don't know what what the story is there's got to be some reason and, and of course when like travis uh shoots himself and the the campaign managers in the room you're like oh that's <laughs> that's why that's he's why a, he's, on he's a big part of the that's story insane. yeah um but but th- that's the kind of show it is where like you could be talking about one thing and then it just leads it like it causes you to remember all the other parts that led up to it 
you know, like the fact that, oh, like yeah. I mentioned, campaign manager. I'm like, oh yeah, he he ran for president, and and mm-hmm. and I remember <laughs> the segment that they showed where he was on John Oliver. I remember watching yeah. that John Oliver segment that, on the no, show. I do too. And yeah. uh, and and I almost forgot. Yeah, too. exactly. I completely <laughs> forgot. It was just a yeah. It was a complete mess of a show in the best way possible. Yeah. I forget his name. It was the other guy. I mean, he was pretty evil too. It was John something. He was the one that basically took over the park from Joe. Mm-hmm. That was um, that was a big shift. Like I felt like the yeah. tone and the show dramatically switched over the course of like I don't know an episode or something. Or right, so like when, when he came in. Yeah, when he came in. Yeah, yeah. And he he. Like, he made me uncomfortable watching. Like, he just, he gave me extreme sleazeball vibes. Like, uh, I just, I, I thought of this and I was like, he was, he wasn't, wasn't he the, he was the one with the, the wife and they had these parties and orgies in, in Vegas. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they would lure people in with the tigers. Yeah. And then uh, she was pregnant and it was showing how, like, he was picking up the nanny and it was disgusting because he was just like, oh, like, she's hot and, like, I want someone to, good to look at, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you're, that, you're saying that in front of your wife? Yeah. And she looks like she's maybe 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. like, you're disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's totally true, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what made it really what made the show kind of hard to watch, right? It's like, as entertaining yeah. as these people were, like, you knew really that they were uh pretty ugly people like they were borderline predators right honestly like watching the show right. uh, yeah yeah it was it was a lot <laughs> so joe like a lot of people came out of the show <laughs> thinking like that joe was like a good guy and that that confused me it was just seeing a bunch of people that were i mean i understand being on joe's side but you still can't deny like he's still a bad person like <laughs> he's done some fucked up things yeah well i'll be honest i when when i right after i watched this show after i finished it i actually was pretty sympathetic towards joe because i think that was the arc that the show was was trying to take um and maybe that's maybe that's part of the brilliance of it is is you go through this like this um this wave of feelings toward him where at the beginning you think seems like a good guy then you find out that he's threatening carol and not i guess you don't find the full extent of him threatening yet but you're like oh he's at at war with this lady and those videos were pretty extreme yeah i mean him like shooting dummies of her and like blowing them up oh like, yeah was, you know no that like first i laugh i'm not gonna lie i laugh <laughs> like <laughs> i was laughing when watching it because i was just like what the actual fuck is happening it's like it was so, so extreme and insane to watch that like it made me laugh but at the same time i was thinking to myself like okay this is actually really scary yeah like yeah yeah absolutely i mean by that point you knew for sure that this guy was crazy oh 100%. Um, just the, just the lead up to it and and uh it was like this crescendo building to him <laughs> uh i guess actually snapping or what what people i'm i don't know at least what carol and her husband want you to believe is him snapping um but then by that part i'm still mm. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I still don't believe he did it. Yeah. Um, but by the end it was like, yeah, he's, he's, uh, maybe, maybe he's innocent, but yeah, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Carol because we could spend, we'd spend hours talking about her. Uh, so the big guy. question, <laughs> <laughs> the big question is, uh, did she do it? hundred <laughs> percent. I think I, okay. I think a hundred percent too. Yeah. I, I think she a hundred percent killed her husband. Yeah. So the, so, so the backstory, right. Is like she had, um, she met this guy, Don Lois, who was, um, he was a guy that seemed really simple, but he was actually really wealthy. Um, he like extremely wealthy. Extremely like he wealthy. would hide money. Yeah, like he exactly. Would bury it. Like, and he wasn't showy at all. He wouldn't want people to. He he like wasn't trying to let people know how wealthy he was. But the one thing that he spent a lot of money on was buying big cats. Um, and I think actually I don't know if they, it was covered in the show, but I remember reading that when Carol first met him, she was actually very much that conservationist mentality where um she did really feel for the for the big cats and she wanted to save them yeah but then his main thing was just breeding them right he wanted to breed them to sell them right he was he was all about making that money and uh and then i guess they they fought a lot (laughs) and uh and then he disappeared one day (laughs) and supposedly supposedly (laughs) uh he he was supposedly going to um uh, Central America was it? Uh, yeah, that was, so that was her alibi, right? So he was, f- even though there was no like actual record. Yeah, he was. Um, he was flying to Puerto Rico or Costa Somewhere Rica. In, yeah, um, I think it was Costa Rica. Costa Rica, um, and trying to, I guess, bring back cubs, tiger cubs. Maybe. Yeah, and he was going to get like another shipment. Yeah, and and then uh, no one saw him, and her alibi was. Uh, you know, he disappeared. <laughs> he flew away and never like came back. She didn't seem concerned. <laughs> she didn't. She wasn't like emotional at all. Yeah. Because they showed footage from like when it kind of around first happened. Yeah. She didn't seem like she didn't seem sad at all. Yeah. Which was like the weirdest part. That was and the part then, that got me for sure. Yeah. And so this is what episode three was about. Was kind of all of a sudden it took a turn. It was like holy shit, this is like a murder docu series. Like what is happening? Mm-hmm. And she, so she had five years. Um, basically, she had to wait five years in order to claim his assets. So to take over basically all of his money and have everything transferred to her name. And so she filed after five years in one day. <laughs> right. Which to me, as an outsider looking in, is already, okay, that's a red flag. Like That means she was waiting up until the very moment she could file yep. to get that money. Then she changed the will, mm-hmm. which the will stated before, like it didn't have, or if uh, following a disappearance, and then she had the will, like she had it basically a new draft of the will mm-hmm. um, created and destroyed the original and the new will said, or following the disappearance, mm-hmm. which I have never seen in a will, ever. <laughs> because if someone disappears, they're not declared dead, which means that she wouldn't be entitled to his assets. Oh. And so the will got changed to where it said, or disappears. And so since he was missing for over five years, that's why she was able to collect. Mm. Oh, I definitely missed that part. I didn't realize that she added the disappearance part. Yeah, will. she 
so the will was changed. <laughs> wow. Um, so that was, in my opinion, that was a red flag. Yeah. And then <laughs> there was a scene where Joe was attacked by one of his tigers. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. <laughs> which that scene, like, Ryan and I were laughing while watching it because he was just like, oh my God, that's you to me. Like, we were joking around because the way that Joe was getting upset. Uh-huh. Because, uh, <laughs> like, the cat was playing with his shoe and the cat like dragged him away and then joe got upset and he was like get off of me you bitch and then like he shot right but he didn't shoot the tiger right like he, he had shot a pistol yeah yep which i want to i'm gonna say i hate this phrase but i'm gonna circle back to that a little bit later <laughs> okay um <laughs> so just remember we'll bookmark that, this yeah so bookmark that joe was being attacked by his tigers but he did not kill the tigers so that's that's an important thing i'm gonna bring up later okay so, anyways, <laughs> Joe believed that there was, like, cologne sprayed on his shoes to basically get him killed yep. by the John guy, the guy that had just taken over the zoo. Mm-hmm. But then they cut to an interview of Carol, <laughs> and Carol was like, oh, well, that's silly. Like, if, it, if there was cologne or perfume on your shoes, like, a cat wouldn't kill you. Uh, she was like, if, if I... And she specifically said, if I, and then like stuttered for a second. And she's like, if you wanted someone to get killed, then you would use something like sardine oil. <laughs> Which I remember and, thinking in that moment, I was like, that's a, that's an oddly specific thing to say, but I hadn't connected the dots. Specific. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I forgot about it. And then later I, I, I remember like other people talking about, it, I was like, yeah, you know, like that's a giant red flag it, right no as soon as she said well you'd want to use something like sardine oil i i kid you not i actually jumped up and i was like she fucking did it like she killed her husband <laughs> there's no way because joe was convinced that she killed her husband too and was like like he's either in the um what was it the septic tank yeah yeah like, he thought that uh joe thought that the husband was buried in the septic tank yeah either the septic tank or that he got fed to the tigers yeah and they also made a point of like kind of being like, oh, like he could have actually been eaten by the tigers because they're saying how tigers' stomachs can uh, dissolve bones, mm-hmm. like they're very acidic. So, yeah, yeah, their their stomach acid is way more acidic than ours. So if they were to digest like animal bones, it obviously it breaks it down to nothing. Mm-hmm. So if Carol <laughs> killed her husband, she could have like poisoned him or something, and then covered his body in sardine oil. There would be no evidence. Yeah. Well, even even if, and and like, you know, the 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 fact that I think she had a defense or some uh, maybe her husband had a defense where they said if oh, if a tiger eats you, like there'll still be bones. Like the tiger's not going to eat all of your bones. Um, but I have to say that's not a very compelling argument to me because no. plenty of people, you know, oh, there are plenty of chemicals that dissolve bone. There, um, you know there are ways to bury bones like you're you won't find it um it's it's honestly very hard to find like the exact spot that someone buried someone unless you have clues leading to that spot so exactly well because especially if she had more than i mean she obviously had more than one tiger yeah so yeah she could have just like split it up between different tigers yeah 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 and uh and deborah was saying that there was some story about her losing um bone saws did you hear about that like she had reported okay i have not read about this so 
my if it just keeps getting juicier, exactly right juicier. so i don't know if this is on the subreddit <laughs> but um i think someone said that they, there were bone saws that she had like reported missing um and the police never actually tried to follow up on that lead or you know they she told them and they were like okay <laughs> You know, maybe no See, reason to go find them. Um, and I think that's part of the issue, too, is that there wasn't a heavy investigation done when he went missing. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if they would have done, like, actual full-on investigation into her, they would have been like, okay, like, something's not adding up. <laughs> like, just to interview her yeah. a few times and... Uh... Well, because even her stories, they seemed really weird. And she would get, like, defensive whenever people would ask her. Yeah. For sure. And and that was the, her stories were one thing that really stuck out to me where she when she told her story twice in a row, she said that he was in. Um, she said something like he, he left very, very, very early or early, early, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she said that in two separate interviews. And I thought yeah. that's actually that's very strange, because when you tell a story like even, you know, just casually, unless it's rehearsed, very rarely do you repeat the same words. Because yeah, I mean, you have, like, the same, like, storyline, but not the exact same story. Right, right. And so it seemed odd and suspicious that she would repeat that part of the story. Definitely sus the whole time watching it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's overwhelming evidence that points to her having done it, right? And that, that may be, a, maybe like the show trying to make it seem like she did it but i think even after the show ended um i did hear like the de- the detectives in her county are um <laughs> they they opened up a, a tip line to have people call in and and maybe reopen the investigation so we'll see yeah because i think they're trying to do like a, another investigation into it because i mean it te- at this point it's technically a cold case mm-hmm. but still i mean she kind of gave away herself in the show that sardine oil line might she might regret that line forever <laughs> oh yeah i mean that's gonna haunt her literally forever sorry there's a helicopter passing over the house but <laughs> oh yeah there's a plane earlier you, you can you'll, you'll need to edit it I think. for those that are wondering we're still recording uh, remotely uh we are still in lockdown the la mayor said that <laughs> social distancing will probably be extended into june so and that's great, and I imagine it'll be longer. I feel like the the the, yeah. the public, um, I don't know what what it's called. The the public, the the things that are said to the public are trying. They try to not have anyone panic, and if they said we're going into the fall, then for sure there'd be panic. So yeah, I think it's this is off topic really fast. Uh, there's a huge elephant in the room of coronavirus obviously that is going on mm-hmm. um yeah so basically just be prepared that this is probably going to be extended for unknown amount of time um i i'm curious as to when they're going to announce that it's going to go till like the end of may so <laughs> it's coming like, i'm just waiting for that yeah, announcement it's definitely coming i mean just the raw numbers like you we, there are no there are no real signs of it slowing down here. So, um, in such a vast country and with, you know, only about like, what is it? 2 million people now being tested out of 320 or 330 million people. It's, yeah, we'll just see the numbers go up. So, um, yeah, 
like you said, be prepared and um, yep. be prepared for Just stay safe. Yeah. Be prepared for uh, to watch Tiger King again. Yes, if you, absolutely. You know, if <laughs> if it goes to May, why not? You know, if Netflix, if you don't see anything on, just go watch Tiger King again. You'll find something new. I think honestly, I would love it if they just released like raw, unedited footage of all the stuff that Joe had ever recorded. <laughs> oh, and and speaking of which, that uh, the suspicious fires of the. Oh yeah. Remember all a lot of the footage that that guy had been recording of Joe ended up going up in flames. Do you think Oh my god. Do you think Joe set that fire? That part I'm still really conflicted about. So Do I think he said it? Yes. But also I don't know. So the only reason I think he said it was because of the fact that I mean he was technically like laundering money right for his campaign like he was funding his campaign through his right. business right which is illegal right um so that part like yes i do believe that he burnt all the hard drives and everything but at the same time maybe it's just because he was really stupid in the moment like he was just panicking but he burnt up all of his reality tv yeah footage yeah because and i felt so bad for that guy that was like <laughs> The reality tv director like the guy that was filming all yep. of it because i mean that was what he said it was like three years worth of of footage yeah. for the show it was a lot yeah yeah like it was going to be like an actual like reality tv show probably on i mean honestly i could have probably seen it on like vh1 mtv mm-hmm. like for how insane joe was <laughs> but yeah i mean it all burst like it all went up in flames yeah yeah and apparently actually that that guy suffered the same a lot of he like um a lot of his footage went up in flames again like the show didn't mention this, but after uh, like a few years after, it happened to him again, right? So like he maybe he's just really unlucky, but at the same time, yeah, maybe he did he did something in his past. Maybe, yeah. But at the same Karma. time, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, he um, when Joe was filming, like he was standing there and they were shooting. They were like, I don't know if he was trying to film it for his TV show or as an ad, but he he said something about like oh, I lost all this footage and I lost all my gators. And then he, like, didn't like the way that he said it. And so they they reshot it. Like, that was a little bit strange to me that if you were really that oh, broken yeah. up about all this going up in flames, like, doesn't seem like, I, I don't know, you wouldn't want to try and reshoot a take. Like, you wouldn't be trying to, um, I don't know, send some kind of message and, like, get the messaging exactly right in that moment and on a, on a, yeah, for a tv show it's like I, I mean i don't know i wasn't in their shoes but i would imagine if you had a shack full of footage and animals that you cared about mm-hmm. and it all went up in flames that should be a one take deal like yeah <laughs> if you want the real reaction right or it, or a no yeah. take deal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly i mean that too yeah yeah like i think nor i think a normal person would be pretty broken up about it and would not want to revisit it for a tv show mm-hmm. and and to get like the exact right reaction <laughs> to put on that tv show it's just um, but maybe i i don't know he was crazy in in many ways so that could just yeah well and then because joe also used travis's death to promote his oh his right. campaign running for governor that kind of rubbed me the wrong way too because mm-hmm. i was like if you're it, i don't know it's hard because it's like 
you don't know if what they're saying is true because i mean he was speaking on behalf of someone that's dead so yeah yeah it's true um Um, yeah that was a part of joe that i was like you really let me down dude when (laughs) when he got remarried within like a couple months Mm -hmm. and then invited travis's mom yeah and she was the only one there yeah uh she was only there for the show and yeah uh, she says that he never reached back out to her no he was only there for or she he invited her only in her opinion was to get a picture with her to say like oh travis's mom is okay with me yeah remarried right right in in essence they were all pawns in his in his his chess game yeah um Mm -hmm. or he they were all caged animals in his um (laughs) life zoo (laughs) yeah (laughs) literally his life zoo simulator (laughs) (laughs) right 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 he just owned a zoo in his (laughs) in his larger zoo that was that was his life yeah Mm -hmm. Um, i mean i I, like we joke about it but like his characters the characters that he found um were over the top like guys that uh there was one guy that he like he ventured onto it and then um another person had their arm bit off and and then another person didn't have legs Um, that that was the moment like watching the show that i was like okay there is no one is safe this is like they're gonna cross so many lines was (laughs) was literally ripped off by a tiger yeah and joe walks into the gift shop because there's people that were getting ready to come in he was like okay I'm going to be honest with with all of y'all. Um, one of my employees just had their arm ripped off by a tiger, so we can offer you a refund or you guys can come back another day. Oh, yeah. His, um, he, his first thought was, was the money. That, that, yeah. yeah, the money and, and keeping the zoo running. Like, in that moment, if, if it wasn't clear already, like, you know, I think he, I think they showed some scenes where he was like, well, what do we do? What do we do? But um without a you know just the fact that he then went and tried to save the zoo like instead of riding to the hospital with and then and then of of characters yeah. a, a lot of people were like ex-convicts or people that just got released yeah and so i mean at least he was trying to help them out but <laughs> he was trying to help them out by giving them a job i guess but he was still feeding yeah. them like expired meat and uh oh my gosh like they're meat from walmart yeah like they Blech. <laughs> they're saying that the living quarters were uh like cockroach infested and yeah. dishwashered and work um all sorts of sometimes things. the sinks went work yeah just all sorts of horror stories and the meat was technically like <laughs> expired meat right but they would still freeze it and eat it yeah they weren't given an alternative they weren't making much money so it, it was yeah. like in a way he he held joe exotic held all this power over his employees um Mm -hmm. by by i guess they had at least shelter over their heads they had food to eat but um they weren't getting paid so there wasn't anywhere else for them to go you that that was the power he held over them oh okay so you know how i was saying i wanted to circle back to something okay let's go (laughs) okay so uh well it was the joe with oh so he didn't kill his tigers so when he was getting attacked by his tigers he shot warning shots Mm -hmm. at them yeah i think he shot his gun like four times (laughs) yeah not once and not once did he ever shoot a tiger like he 
threatened one. He was like, I'm going to shoot you in between your eyes, bitch. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. that was intense. Right. But <laughs> I actually thought in like, that moment that he was going to do it. Oh, I thought they yeah. were going to show a tiger being shot. Yeah, I totally thought that. Uh, but so he didn't, he, like, he literally could have lost his life right there. And he didn't shoot the tiger mm-hmm. that attacked him. He didn't kill it. Mm-hmm. So the whole reason why he is in prison was ultimately because they found dead tiger bodies in on his lot. Mm-hmm. And so originally when he was arrested and was going to court was because he was suspected of hiring a hitman to kill Carol Baskin. Right. For $3,000, which is ridiculous. Like <laughs> for $3,000, go kill this person. If it was possible to hire a hitman for $3,000, I think we'd hear about a lot more hitmen. Yeah, I think there'd be a lot more murders that happen. Yeah. Uh, that was ultimately was like part of the trial. I think he had five dead tigers that were buried and they had been shot. Uh, and at least for me watching it, like when they were digging up tiger bodies, I was like, okay, that, I mean, that makes sense mm-hmm. because if he had a sick tiger, like if a tire was dying, if the tiger was dying or fell ill or anything like that, it would make sense. In my opinion, it's humane. Mm-hmm. He one shot killed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of. I know it sounds intense, but I mean that's ultimately the most humane way that you could help an animal. That yeah, is I think already. I think a lot of pets, um, you know, even vets put pets down all the time to, to yeah. relieve them of I suffering. Mean, yeah, and it's with obviously like with an IV drip and everything else, but I mean, they're still putting them down Mm -hmm. in, in Joe's case, obviously he wasn't wealthy. So his option was to just shoot them. So when they brought up like the fact that there is tiger bodies, I was like, okay, well that makes sense. Like he just, he had to euthanize them. And so basically he had all of these charges brought up against him, but they all stacked on top of him hiring the hitman. Right. Because the hitman like it was two counts. Like he was on, there was two things that he was being charged for based off of that. And they wouldn't stick by themselves as far as like in court, it wouldn't hold up and it would have been dismissed. Mm -hmm. And so basically what the government did, because it was a federal case, they dug up as much, like as many crimes as possible and stuck it onto him. So that way, those two counts of him actually hiring a hitman would be proven, like, it would be guilty. Right. As far as his sentence. Right, right. I think there was, I, I think in a way, um, and I, I mean, I, I don't know this from a legal perspective, but I could see an argument being made, you know, if, if he could kill these tigers, if he could do such a horrible thing, couldn't you imagine yeah. he could hire a hitman? He would hire a hitman. Right. Exactly. Especially given all this, all this evidence that we have, all these videos that he said, "I'm going to kill her," "I'm going to," you know, "I'm going to shoot her," and then shooting a mannequin and years of footage. I could yeah. see, yeah, they they wanted to make that case. Well, because and then there's the news reporter. She she was kind of like here and there, like throughout the docu series, yeah. and she even said she was like, "I mean, I don't like." There's no way that Joe Exotic would do it mm-hmm. because I mean, he even. I think he spoke to her and he was like, why would I like who in their right mind would hire someone for only $3,000 to hire a hitman?" And right. he was like, I killed my tigers because they were sick. 
Like, I wouldn't just kill a tiger to kill one. Right, right. Like, right. Well, there's that thing it, where yeah. um, even, like, uh, so so the issue with tigers, I guess, uh, and, and breeding tigers beyond the captivity part is that there's, uh, you, you have a relatively short window, I think, to raise a tiger. Um, I think it's, like, mm-hmm. a, somewhere up to, like, 12 weeks or something like that where... Uh, yeah it's like eight to twelve weeks yeah it's like the crucial like period that you have to be basically familiarizing them with humans right right and um and then past that age even the usda doesn't recommend you um keep tigers beyond that age so so i think that i think that like lied at the crux of a lot of their problems or or maybe Mm -hmm. even joe's problem is yeah like he may have just killed these tigers because at that age he didn't know what else to do with it versus they were sick and he was euthanizing them and i think that came down to who do you believe (laughs) because then the other like the only thing that i agreed that he got charged for was like illegally selling animals Mm -hmm. Um, because that was part i think there was like 19 cases that he had stacked up against him wow like 19 counts Mm -hmm. Um, five of them were for like killing his tigers. And then I think like seven of them were for selling. Um, and then the two for, uh, hiring a hitman. And there was like a few other stuff. I, I, it didn't sit well with me when they were showing like the federal agent that she was building her case. Yeah. Cause I was like, she realized that she, she didn't really have a case. Right, right. But apparently there it was part of a larger effort, I guess, and he just he's done plenty of plenty of bad things in his life, but I mean, I agree. I think this specifically seemed odd to send him away for. Um Yeah. You know, uh I'm sure he's violated plenty of other laws, for sure campaign finance oh, 100%. laws. <laughs> um so I mean, yeah, there's plenty to send him away for, but but specifically on the tiger counts, um it seems odd, but I I do think they mm-hmm. they talked about like um, Doc Annal was then like later arrested. Um, they are trying to crack down on. I guess the federal government is trying to crack down on big cat ownership and yeah. mistreatment of animals. Well, because like he uh, supposedly he has like a gas chamber <laughs> for cats. Oh, oh, wait. Uh, Doc Annal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Another piece like, that's that what I missed. Joe was saying. Oh, I see. Yeah, Joe is Joe is like, well, he has like a gas chamber where he kills uh, cubs when they're not like. And they're not playable anymore. Oh, um, oh! And Joe is going to be an informant, right? He he yeah. like complete. He did a one eighty, and he said, "I'm not going to be cats anymore. I'm just going to go." <laughs> yeah, he he, yeah, he literally did a full transformation and ended up teaming up with Peta. Yeah, and <laughs> Peta was like his was at one point his number one enemy, mm-hmm. but then it became Carol. Yeah. Carol Baskin became his number one enemy. And then when he was in prison, he was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like I'm, I'm going to PETA. Right. I'm going to burn, I'm going to burn it all down. If I can't uh, yeah. be a part of it, I'm burning it all down. The end of this whole story, Carol Baskin killed her husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she used sardine oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Exotic is in prison. Yep for 14 years we'll see if that gets reduced yep. doc antle was he's under federal investigation john something i forget his name i think he's i would i wouldn't be surprised if he goes to prison for something it seems inevitable but i think he's been he's apparently been doing interviews um he's like the one guy that's still available for interviews 
Uh, so yeah. I guess on YouTube and like news outlets have been interviewing him um, about this show. So, but yeah, I mean, he, he's done so much crazy stuff too. Like he, I'm sure you can dig up something that you could charge him for. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, he honestly, like, he was the root of the trial for Joe being charged for hiring a hitman. Yeah. Well, they, it was because his best, his best friend, they said he may have framed Joe, right? Because they, after Joe went to, got arrested, he took over the, yeah. the zoo fully. And is still running the and zoo. It, yeah, and is still running the zoo. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's exactly right. I think the show, I think the show started off being, um, it seemed sort of like a aspirational conservationist story where these people were trying to do something nice and and maybe just like they happened to take a wrong turn and something happened, but then pretty quickly you find out that almost everything that they did was very intentional (laughs) and the craziness was not an act the craziness was part of who they were um and in all cases like uh as soon as you found out about the cults and you found out about how they were treating their workers Mm -hmm. then you realize that it was no longer about the tigers and and the lions this was fully a story about like the humans and just like the terrible people they are oh and, and i we didn't even talk about like carol had a um she had a shirt system about uh oh and my god and like you had to work there a certain number of years and then you'd get a new colored shirt and then you'd work another few years you get a different colored shirt and she had somehow turned this like very very basic reward system into an incentive program for all of her uh all of her workers it was like doc antle in the sense of like having free workers yeah Right. Except for, I think, Doc Antle, he at least paid them. Oh, right. Carol didn't pay her workers at all. Uh, they were no, all volunteers. They were all volunteers. Right, for for the quote-unquote rescue. And they, yeah, so she had the color system. And see, and this is why I'm like, okay, she, like, she's not a good person. Right. Like, she, she presents herself as a good person. But, I mean, ultimately, yeah. Like, I think the highest tier shirt that you could get was after like 10 plus years of volunteering yeah and then not only was it just based off of like yearly amount it was also based off of hours <laughs> right they were working really long days that, that's insane to me it is i mean she was she was all operating basically a cult as well mm-hmm. and charging entry like charging <laughs> and charging people right exactly to come in you know as much like for all she claims that she's a rescue at the end of the day how can you be a rescue if you're still caging the animals that you are supposedly freeing? You know, no matter how much space you may think you have, um, the the animals are not free. <laughs> they're not. No. Uh, they're, they they're not rescued. They're still in captivity. Um, they they still you still have to feed them and they still have to be housed somewhere. Um, yeah. It's not a yeah. Um, and, and the sheer animals that she had too, you know, like it's very different from, a uh, from like a local zoo, like, uh, you may go to a zoo and they, they might have like, I don't know, five, six tigers, um, mm-hmm. just throwing a number out there. But, uh, she was have she had like dozens of, of tigers. So, it, and not just tigers, it. it was like other animals. Right. Right. So it's like at that point, she's essentially running, she is running a zoo. She could claim that it's like, it's a rescue zoo, but I mean, I don't believe it. 
I don't I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy it. So do you buy the? <laughs> maybe this is insensitive, but do you insensitive? But do you buy the argument that the, it's just a redneck zoo? Um, no. <laughs> I I don't know. I I have a very weird feeling about zoos, like already as it is. So I don't know. Yeah, I understand zoos and like sometimes yes they're important because they can protect endangered species and keep them alive but at the same time i think it is really sad that they are in captivity it's true i I mean i think i think you hit the nail on the head the the key to i think a good zoo or maybe um ethically or morally acceptable zoo is that they are rehabilitating rehabilitating them to release into the wild so like i get like i think a zoo at its core is um trying to help animals and having like charging admission and having people come by is maybe a necessary evil in the sense that it helps pay for the conservation efforts. Um, otherwise mm-hmm. they wouldn't have a, you know, the employees need to eat, they need to get paid on like, um, you know, doc or Carol's place. Uh, but so, so right. So you have to charge admission. You got to pay them, but um, uh, hopefully eventually like after, after a certain amount of time, like they'll, they'll release them. Um, and, and I think the other key difference between like a properly operated zoo is um, no animal is being bred for the sole purpose of display or exactly. hands-on petting. Um, these, these zoos that on the Tiger King they were operating were, you know, they, they, like cubs were, their business was cubs. And so these, these they, tigers they were marketable. Yeah. They were being forced to breed and they were being forced to give birth probably way more than what's natural they're not i think like the key takeaway from watching this documentary too was that it wasn't about the tigers like it was they were um like a big part of obviously everything they were the center mm-hmm. of all the issues but they like that wasn't the main focus of the documentary uh it was definitely about the people which i mean don't get me wrong it was the most entertaining docuseries i've ever seen (laughs) but going into it i definitely at first was expecting like okay this is gonna be focused on tigers but it definitely was not right 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 the tigers the tigers took a backseat pretty quickly yeah 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 within the first episode (laughs) so i mean i I, sorry i I totally got sidetracked with that that shirt thing but yeah so the whole the whole um like you said i mean at, at the end of the day it it was entirely a story of humans and the mm-hmm. lengths that humans will go to when they get power or money hungry and and i don't think it was i mean the tigers definitely made it more marketable as a show and more interesting as a show yeah. i think the title people latched onto right away um but just like any good reality tv the the drama was in the interviews of people like oh, the, the in-between scenes the the cut scenes to carol talking about sardine oil or or uh uh the investor um we're calling him john if it if if his name's not actually john it's john now to us but uh he he uh (laughs) his him talking about his vegas orgies and and uh and travis getting shot like these are the 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 human parts of it are definitely the parts that people remember the most um as much as Mm -hmm. it's called the tiger king uh the stories that we talk about are the human side of things joe joe exotic tiger king (laughs) (laughs) what a crazy show crazy times crazy times that now this is this is the show that people latched onto. right it's it's yeah 
wild wild to think that this is the main source of entertainment for a lot of people now and i'm, I'm kind of curious if the lockdown hadn't happened if we didn't have COVID 19 would this show have been as popular that you know i was thinking that too i honestly i think it probably would have been but not as popular mm-hmm. uh because i mean everyone's literally trapped inside right now so <laughs> <laughs> i mean some people aren't listening but overall like majority of people are staying home so i mean when you can get almost I would, obviously not the whole world but when you can get a huge demographic of people to talk about one show mm-hmm. it definitely makes it more impactful and i think it's taken on a life of its own on on reddit um oh and yeah reddit instagram twitter yeah like. exactly um it's it's the type of show that uh because it was so open-ended and people have so much time now uh everyone has an opinion i think so actually just a brief like way to end this so we actually recorded an episode last week uh it was going to be uploaded but because we are still in quarantine we're we're having some technical difficulties yeah we missed one week but from now on i think we have it pretty much we've figured out the kinks as far as recording remotely fingers crossed that this week seems okay yeah fingers crossed this week's gonna go smoothly which means that all the following weeks are gonna go extremely smoothly Uh, (laughs) no trouble from here on (laughs) out and yeah i mean hopefully within a few months we'll be able to record in person again but (laughs) i hope so i hope so yeah it'll be such it'll be a relief but it also feel weird like it's gonna be an adjustment yeah (laughs) it'll be nice to be able to nod instead of like I don't know. I, I think I, I say like, oh, I see or hmm or hmm a lot. Um, yeah. It'll be good to be able to nod in person. Well, cool. on that note, <laughs> we will see you guys next week. We'll not see you, but you'll hear from us next week. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> we'll be back next week.